0: In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey and welcome to the podcast. This is Josh Clark. With me is Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Huh? Huh? You are not a singer, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not, but I can tell you I'm not tone deaf. Right. Chuck's a little upset with with me right now. We're going to mend fences during this podcast,
2: aren't we? (laughs) We'll see.
1: Come sit on this chair.
2: No, that's Frank. Come sit here. Uh, Sit on Frank. will not sit on Frank no matter what we do. our
1: chair, got his first official email. I saw that. What was the question?
2: Uh, I think it was like, Frank, uh, who's been sitting on you lately and who would you like to sit on you in the future or something like that?
1: Who do you think? I think probably the first person to sit on Frank as far as we're concerned will be Joe Randazzo maybe, right?
2: Uh, Some of the other podcasters might sit there. No? No, I'm saying as far as this. we're
1: concerned. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There are other podcasters. <laughs> Let's do this thing, okay, Chuck? I have um something of a a lead in. You ready? Yes. Have you ever heard of uh, my way killings? Uh, no, no. So there's a subcategory of crime of violent crime uh, in the Philippines called my way killings. It's what the media calls it.
2: The Frank Sinatra, yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. Um it's a huge karaoke society. Asia in general yeah, sure. um is pretty into karaoke. The Philippines are is super into karaoke, but they also have something of a violent
2: society. Is it people who botch that song get killed?
1: Yeah. Really? Or people who are wow. jeered at for singing that song kill in ter- in return. Wow. A lot um it's not just Philippine the Philippines, but at least a half a dozen people have been documented as having been murdered. Because of that song, I would not in do the that last song. ten years, right? Just in the Philippines, it's other other songs have been known to um, kind of erupt violence. Like uh, there was a guy who who lived in Thailand who killed eight of his neighbors in a rage after they um, sang John Denver's "Country Roads" take me home, apparently not to his liking. Wow! So it's not just my way, but the, my, with my way in the Philippines, the. This this has the highest frequency of murder or violence a- attendant to it,
2: right? I would sing It's a Very Good Year. Maybe that would get me through.
1: Well, as a result, a lot of people do avoid My Way. But isn't that weird? Oh, yeah. Okay, so most of the reported My Way killings have been due to tone deafness, right?
2: Actual tone deafness, or they just say people who can't sing?
1: Uh, It could go either way. Right. I mean, this is weird in and of itself sure. you know, I don't know that anybody's done that much investigation right. but that is my intro Chuck, let's talk about tone deafness which is also called amusia and I gotta tell you the people in the Philippines don't find tone deafness amusing
2: <laughs> Thank you Chris Paulette. Uh, if you're talking actual tone deafness then you're only talking about 1 in 20 people are actually amusing so it's not very many No, 5% 5%. Yeah. And uh, it has nothing to do with deafness. It has nothing to do with how your ears work. But this is something I didn't realize. If you're tone deaf, I just thought that meant you can't like sing in a, a tune in tone. Yeah, but apparently you to- can't hear it either. Right. So
1: th- that was surprising to me as well. People who are tone deaf are actually faithfully reproducing or recreating what they're hearing. Yeah. Which makes me really sad because that means music sounds awful to these poor people. Yeah. And apparently, one person described it as um, the sound of pots and pans clanging.
2: That's awful.
1: Which is not good, as no. anybody who has a two-year-old knows. A two-year-old and unsecured cabinets.
2: Yes. Uh, pitch, though, is what we're talking about, right? That's what they mean when they're talking about tone.
1: Well, that's what underlies it. Yeah. Right. So, so pitch is the um, frequency of sound. Yeah. Right? You have high or low, yeah. and that high or low means high frequency or low frequency. So a high note is actually just a high frequency note. Low note is a low frequency note. Um. And as Tom Sheaf, BFF,
2: puts it... Tom wrote this? Yeah. You he, need to reprimand him, because he said that piano was plucked. It's... um, it with a hammer. Struck. Yeah. Harpsichords are plucked. So are harps. So you need to tell Tom that banjos? he got this kind of wrong... <laughs>
1: Give him a break. He said that a violin has a, a violin note has a four hundred frequency of 440 wavelengths, vibrations per second. That's right. That wavelength.
2: He also said pianos are plucked. Right. <laughs> but uh, why he said that um, erroneously was he was just pointing out that the length of the string of a stringed instrument will determine how high or low the pitch is. Right. And pitch is what we talk about when we talk about tone deafness, and then perfect pitch is on the other end of that scale. And only about one in ten thousand people have perfect pitch.
1: Yeah, Chuck. I have a question for you. What do Jimi Hendrix, Ingwe um, Malmsteen, hmm. Bing Crosby, and Yanni have in common?
2: Ingwe you know, mustaches.
1: It's, no.
2: No, Bing Crosby didn't have a mustache.
1: Nobody smoked a pipe.
2: Uh, see, Ingwe and Jimmy played Stratocasters. I don't think Bing Crosby I think played you're, guitar. I think you're giving too much thought to this. They were from Seattle.
1: No, perfect pitch. They all had perfect pitch. Really? Which is all called, also called absolute pitch.
2: Yeah, perfect pitch is when you can pick out a note and name that note by itself solo without any other relative notes around it. Yeah. And you can duplicate that. So yes. if I said, Josh, sing an A-flat, you would be able to sing an A-flat eee. perfectly. That's way too high. Is that an A-flat? Uh, and uh, so that's perfect pitch. But relative pitch is what m- many more people have, well, which hold on. means you can pick out a note relative to other notes.
1: Right. So somebody can play something, and then they'll play something else. And you, can, you might not be able to uh, say, well, that's an A and that's an E flat right. or something. But you can say, well, that's high and that's low, right? Exactamundo. Um, did you take that tone deafness test? I did. I took another one. I didn't click the link that you sent me. What, what percentage did you score?
2: Uh, well, let's pass this out. This is, uh, if you want to test your own tone quality, um, www.delosis.com, delosis, slash listening, slash home, dot html. And you can take, <laughs> it's a 60 question. It takes like 15 to 20 minutes.
1: I did one in six minutes.
2: Yeah, it's not as thorough. It is too. And there's two parts to this one and there's 30, uh, 30 pieces to each part, so you basically listen to a sound, or a series of notes, and then it's followed directly by either the exact same thing or something slightly different, and you click same or different, and at the end you get your results. And oh, I got I got a 27 out of 30 on both sides. Wow. So that's pretty good.
1: I got a 77.8%.
2: Yeah, what's 27 out of 30 percentage-wise?
1: Um,
2: Jerry? <laughs> Like she's sitting around with the abacus. Are you pulling out your calculator? I am, but well, keep talking.
1: All right. While you're doing that, I'll tell everybody the site that I took it on. It was uh, http colon slash slash That's J A K E M A N D E L L dot com slash tone deaf. One word. Ninety percent. Ninety percent, not yeah, bad. Not That's bad. really good, actually. Mine was average.
2: And that actually makes sense with me because I, you know, I sing in my band, and I'm I'm an okay singer, but I'm clearly not like a great singer. Else, I wouldn't be doing this job,
1: you're no Yanni.
2: and singing in a band in my basement, I'd be singing in a band for real. So that makes sense. 10% of the time, I probably sound like crap.
1: See, now that's not necessarily true, Chuck, because you should know by now, it's all about who you know, right? Yeah, but I would... You could be squandering your talents sure. right now, just because you don't know the right record producer.
2: Yeah, but if you're like, if you've got the goods, like I always use Chris Cornell as an example. Like the first time that dude sang in the shower when he was 16, mm-hmm. he was probably like, okay, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. Yeah. When he shattered the windows of his shower door.
1: right. And then he um, solemnly washed the soap out from under his arms. Yes. Just got out <laughs> of the shower, a new person. And said, I'm going to form Soundgarden. And that was that. Yeah. He should have never stopped. I think they're getting back together, actually. They should. it would be awesome. Um, all right. So Chuck, pitch actually is not um, constant. Did you know that?
2: I didn't know that until this article about the elevation. That really surprised me.
1: Yeah. It, uh, it, basically, when you pluck a piano string- um, Strike. The, <laughs> the vibration that it creates at sea level is different from the vibration it's going to create at higher altitudes, I would imagine, because of the atmospheric pressure, right? Yeah, altitude it, affects everything. Well, it does. Baking. Sure. Pianos. Mm-hmm. Everything. Athleticism. Mm-hmm. Your ability to live- yeah, by breathing sure. and absorbing oxygen. <laughs> um, so when that when that vibration is created, it transfers to the air and it goes wah 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 and hits our ears and then inside our ears it goes wah 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 wah, wah right and it goes to our brain and we process the sound. Now the tone deaf people hear uh, you or I right because we have relative pitch and we're not tone deaf right um, and just about anybody else who's not tone deaf could say uh, if if a frequency is off by a few vibrations per second, even that slight bit, we would be like, that doesn't sound quite right. Right. Especially if it were relative to a note. Like you played one note correctly and then another note, the same note with a, a couple of vibrations off yeah. per second, y- you would definitely be able to hear the difference. tone deaf people apparently can't do this, right? Right. So it's kind of like colorblindness. It happens in degrees. Mm-hmm. So some people can, who are colorblind can tell, you know, red from yellow, but right. they can't really tell black from dark blue, right? sure. I think that that is is another aspect of tone deafness as well.
2: Yeah, I'd be interested to take the the one I took again, because the ones that I missed, there were some where I was like, oh man, it's it's they literally would have like twelve notes, and one might be the like half a step down from the other, and those were really tricky, and I think those are probably the ones I missed because yes. some sounded really off.
1: Yeah, yeah, some were obviously off. Yeah. For me too. So, Chuck, now that we know some stuff about uh, tone deafness, uh, what's the explanation?
2: Well, Josh, uh, there are a few potential explanations. Mm -hmm. Uh, We seem to think that it is hereditary.
1: It does seem to have a genetic basis.
2: Studies show that it is hereditary, and twins, identical twins, have scored similarly on pitch tests, which also means it's probably hereditary. Right. And it likely has something to do with uh, the brain, and uh, specifically the uh, arcuate fasciculus.
1: Nice the first try. That that is pretty good, Chuck.
2: They study that, and that's that's one of the nerve bundles that sends information, like so many nerve bundles. And they found that they think that one of the roles is to send uh, is to send signals concerning the perception of sound. And they studied tone deaf people and found that the fibers. Were in fact smaller in people that were tone deaf than uh, non-tone deaf, right? There and was, some of them didn't have them at all.
1: There was another right, and and that is uh, the amount that was there is relative to the degree of tone deafness, right? Yeah. So there was also a 2007 study, um, or the public study published in a 2000 uh, issue of 2007 issue of the Harvard Health Letter, uh-huh. which I get mailed to my house. I thought you wrote it <laughs> um, in my sleep. Gotcha uh that that this study showed that people who are tone deaf have less white matter connecting and remember the white matter is the stuff that connects the gray matter, It's yeah. the nerve fibers mm-hmm. um, they have less white matter conducting the right frontal lobe, which right. is in part responsible for higher thinking right to the right temporal lobe where basic sound processing first takes place right. And they found that the less white, the people who are tone deaf have less white matter. And among tone deaf people, the less white matter you had connecting these two regions, the more tone deaf you were. Well, just you like it. the.
2: Oh, the, sorry, our <laughs> arcuate fasciculus. Nice, Chuck. I, I think I pronounced it different earlier. So we'll just say merging of those two is the correct way. Right.
1: So we we would say that yes uh it appears to have a genetic basis. There's actually if you're in the San Francisco area and you like being a medical guinea pig, uh-huh. Uh you should go ahead and look up the study that the University of California San Francisco um is launching right now into tone deafness and its genetic basis. What do you got to do, Do you know? I think you probably have to be a little tone deaf
2: and then listen to or things. Or you could be and...
1: part of the control group,
2: right? Yeah. And be a great singer. Yeah. Uh, they do say that you cannot improve upon this um, You can take music lessons You can take singing lessons It's not going to help you if you're tone deaf No You're born with it
1: And if you do find out you're tone deaf Stay out of the Philippines
2: Yes And uh, there was another And of course this is of perception to tone That doesn't necessarily mean like you're a bad singer Although that, that would make you a bad singer But you can also be a bad singer if you're not tone deaf Like me and uh, well this you probably fall into one of these categories and uh, a couple of neuroscientists did a study in uh, from the University of New York at Buffalo mm-hmm. and Simon Fraser University and they said there's likely four explanations poor music perception is one okay which would be tone deaf um the other might be poor control of your vocal system
1: yeah thick tongue
2: perhaps and another might be uh, inability to imitate or mimic something, so you hear the sound and you hear it correctly and you know what it is, but you still can't make it.
1: Right, and that was something that occurred to me while we were doing the research for this article. That there's there, it seems like there could be a basis for um, flawed memory storage. Because well, of that's you're the doing fourth one.
2: When recreating it. Oh, really? Yeah, he said the fourth reason is just bad memory between the time you hear it and when you sing it back, you actually forget what mm-hmm. the notes were.
1: Too much scotch.
2: And he likens it to like a baseball player. You can. You can know how to hit a curveball, and you can be a professional baseball player and know how to swing a bat, but that still doesn't mean you're going to hit the curveball. Nice. So you can hear the note. You might not be tone deaf. You might think you can mimic it, but when it comes out of your mouth, it's not quite Frank Black after all. I saw Frank Black just this very week. It, was it good? Uh-huh. I had, my friend said it was. they phoned it in.
1: No, I, didn't, I didn't disagree. Really? I could have definitely handled a lot more um, songs from... Um, They played pretty much all of Doolittle.
2: Yeah, that was the tour, right? Playing Doolittle. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that was the deal.
1: there, actually. But yeah, it was cool. I liked it. These these guys are old, though. They They like songs
2: back in the day, so they might be jaded old people. They played like Winter Long and... um, No, I mean as far as just phoning it in.
1: Oh, gotcha. Are you saying the Pixies are old? Or are you, no, the, I'm your saying friends are my old. friends
2: who said they phoned it in are dudes who saw them back in the 80s and 90s. Oh, gotcha, yeah. So they might have been all, eh, they phoned it in. They're just, yeah. you know. I
1: thought it was cool. Cool stage show, too. They were all dressed like stagehands. Really? Yeah. What's a stagehand dress like?
2: Dark clothes. <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> and Joey's just as bald as Frank Black is now. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
2: He still plays that uh, gold top, doesn't he? The Les Paul?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I can't Love even sing, Chuck. Don't ask me. <laughs> if you want to know more about tone deafness and find out the uh, what the one article that Tom Sheep got something wrong in looks like, <laughs> type tone deaf into the search bar at howstuffworks.com. Oh. While we're at it, before we move on to Lister Mill, have you heard of Paul Data? I think it's D-A-T-E-H. And DJ Inca1? No. Dude, it's this kid. He's like 15 looking. Uh-huh. Perfect. He has absolute pitch has a violin, uh-huh. and he's just playing along with a guy who looks like his cousin, who's a DJ. They're playing like Tribe Called Quest and Farside, and he's playing it on the violin awesome. um,
2: along with his DJ cousin who's you know, DJing. Really? It's really cool. Check we'll it out. have to put that on the Facebook page when we release this. We stuff. will.
1: We're do we have to, to wait that long? Let's go do it now. We could do that. All right. Well, uh, how about Listener Mail, Chuck?
2: Uh, we are not doing Listener Mail because we have some important events coming up that we'd like to share. And we would also like to build up our Facebook presence. Yes, we
1: really would. Because
2: we've noticed that there are people that participate on our Facebook page without liking it, which I understand you might not want it in your news feed, but it helps us out when you like it. Why would you not want that in your news feed? Are you embarrassed that you listen to us? (laughs) Who knows? Some people just don't like, like, I liked a lot of things initially before all this stuff started happening, and now I get everything in my news feed. And so I've had to unlike some of it because I don't – I oh, love Calexico, gotcha, gotcha, I see what you mean. but I don't want to see what Colexico has to say every day. I
1: thought you were saying like – yeah, that's what Twitter's for. I thought you were saying like people wouldn't want other people to see that they were fans of Stuff You Should Know. Well, that might be They don't too. want our BS <laughs> coming up in their,
2: in yeah, their feed. Yeah, perhaps. I got gotcha. you. But but we don't post that much. No, we don't post that much. And when we do post, it's pretty worthwhile. Yeah. So we would ask you to hit the like button because that makes us look good. Our boss, when, when he sees a certain amount of fans – like he doesn't like write us a check or anything, but he, Yet. it's a good thing for us. Yeah. So we'd appreciate it if you liked our, our Facebook page.
1: Um, let's see. So that's Facebook, Twitter, SYSK Podcast. Yep. We occasionally say something worth chuckling at.
2: Yes, very often.
1: And then let's do the Atlanta event, eh?
2: Yes, we got a couple of things in mid-October coming up. Uh, the first one is a non-sanctioned event, but you can rub elbows with us if you want. Yep. To come to the Drunken Unicorn on East Ponce de Leon, October twelfth, Tuesday, our buddies, the Henry Clay People of L.A. are playing a rock and roll show, <laughs> headlining gig, a concert, a concert, and you can come and uh, it'll be a good time. It's a very small venue, so. Is Jerry gonna be, be there? like a big party. Jerry, are you coming? She said yes, ma'am. Jerry's going to be dressed <laughs> as Thomas Pinchon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really like that one, didn't you? Oh, that's good. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, anything else, man? I feel like I should be like, good night,
2: everybody. No, the following night, October 13th, is the Sanction Trivia event. Oh, yeah. The All-Star Trivia at the Five Seasons Brewery Westside. Evening hours, probably around 6, 630. Just, just block out 6 to 11. Yeah. Yeah, And on our celebrity team we have Joe Randazzo, editor of The Onion Dave Willis, uh, the co-creator
1: of Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Squidbillies Who I've got to yes. say I'm really looking forward to meeting Squidbillies yes. is so
2: twisted and awesome <laughs> um, What I do sometimes with Squidbillies is just close my eyes And you just imagine this just real rednecks yeah. Then you open your eyes and they're squids they're, they're And squids. it's even funnier Yeah. Uh, and then of course Mr. J- John Hodgman Yes. Is, I'm going to get him to sign my books that I've read of his and.
1: I'm going to get him to stay overnight at my house Good luck with that. Yeah. I'm going to be like, sorry, the hotel we booked burned down mysteriously, John. Creepy. Yeah. Um, That's it. Okay. So if you want to send us an email, what do we want to hear about Chuck? Oh, how about some
2: karaoke stories?
1: Oh, that's a good one. If you've ever been beaten up in the Philippines or you have a good karaoke story, we want to hear it. Uh, Greatest karaoke songs of all time. How about that? Yeah. We'll post that one on Facebook, Yeah, karaoke stories we want to hear via email, and you can type that up, spank it on the bottom, send it to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage.